You are listening to Life's the Vacay podcast, a weekly podcast series focusing on living a life without limitations. I'm your host, Cha Jones. Each week, I interview purposeful people about what they do and how they do it. Some have traditional professions, while others have designed unconventional careers. But what matters most is that they all are living a life where business and pleasure never separate. Each day is a vacay. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Life's a Vacay podcast. I am your host, Chad Jones. I'm a life coach, motivational speaker, and now podcaster. I absolutely love to travel, but more importantly, I love to help people. So today on this particular episode, we are going to be talking to my friend who is also a life coach and relocation consultant. Her name is Michelle Wetterburn. She is also the CEO of Expat Life, formerly Afro Expat, and most recently, Casa M. So if you're interested in getting a mentor and relocating to Mexico, specifically San Miguel, she'll be your girl. So let's go ahead and get started. Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Cha? I'm fabulous. I am so glad that you have the opportunity to join me here on my new podcast, Life's a Vacay. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, I'm Michelle Wedderburn. I moved to Central Mexico in San Miguel de Allende in 2018. So I've been here for pretty much... Our four-year anniversary is coming up on June the 1st, and I started out really just kind of being a new expat, full-time expat to Mexico back in 2018, and then I transitioned a little bit into consulting for people who were also interested in moving to Mexico via um, my services at Afro Expats. And I've recently branded to Expat Life Mexico. And also I have a guest house where we provide relocation services. And that's at Casa Elm, E-L-M, for expatlifemexico.com. So that's kind of what I'm into right now. Okay. So with my show, I'm talking about life being a vacay. And for that, for the purpose of people who have never been on the show before, it's really just about living your life on purpose and doing it on your own terms, however you feel that you want to do it, whether it's a nine to five or whether you're an entrepreneur. So when you moved to Mexico as an expat four years ago, were you thinking about starting a business or what was actually the purpose for moving to, to Mexico? Well, in light of all the issues that are happening in the United States, one of the top reasons was I did not want to raise my, you know, black child in Florida. I did not want to raise him there. Um, I was very concerned about gun violence, et cetera, et cetera, which, you know, we keep seeing this uh, reoccurrence. But but I always had like a entrepreneurial spirit about what would I do in Mexico? And once I got here... I started just kind of looking at different avenues. I always wanted to do women's retreats and things like that. So I think that, yes, I came with that in mind, but the greater intention was to just not have, just not raising my child in the United States. And also just having a slower quality of life where it didn't feel like we were, you know, just on the grind, the nine to five grind all the time. 
Right. And I can understand that. And yes, there has been several different instances in the United States where you don't want to put your child in harm's way. So I totally get that. So with your business, how has that given you more freedom and flexibility to do things that you want to do? Well, honestly, it's about a five months new, you know, Afro expats is about two years or more old, I should say. And that started kind of just by people asking questions about moving to Mexico. What's the process? How do we do it? And and through all of those questions, I realized that a lot of people did not have the right kind of insight about Mexico in general. You know, they were quite fearful or they only, you know, knew about the beach areas, the outskirts of Mexico along the ocean. And I really wanted to shine the light from a Black lens about life in Mexico, really in a more, you know, authentic setting. And that was sort of how I started with Afro Expats, which was focusing on the interior, life from our lens, et cetera, et cetera. So fast forward to 2022, when I was able to obtain my guest house, it just all started to make sense because I had the whole women's retreat thing. I had the consultation thing, which kind of happened, I should say, based on just people's needs. And I saw a need and and then I developed that need into a business. And then from there, I realized, you know, if I have a space where I can host people, then I can kind of execute the ideas that I had when I first moved here. Okay. And how has that, has it shaped more freedom for you or having a business? Because sometimes a business can be very constraining, but how is it, as it continues to develop, how do you see you being able to be able to have a business and still have a sense of freedom and flexibility, I guess? Well, I think with any business and being an entrepreneur, you always wear multiple hats. So I can't say that I feel necessarily freer uh-huh. uh, or as free as I did when I first got here. But I always liked being in control of how I earn my money as opposed to having a boss and a job that I really you know, don't care for or I didn't love. You know, I haven't worked in corporate, in a corporate job literally since 2002. So it's been pretty much about 20 years that I've worked for a person in a corporate setting. So it is a lot of work. I have to, you know, be very honest about that. But I also feel like in in it being a lot of work, there's a lot of, um, you know, gratification in regard to just being able to, you know, help people who want to come here. I feel a little bit like a mama hen. Um, (laughs) But what I'm learning in regards to just kind of more specifically answering your question is how to schedule my months because we work on kind of on a monthly basis where we have a little bit more freedom. Um, And I say we because I have someone who works with me and we've been talking about this. So, you know, we can really have probably one week off or two weeks off every single month where we're going to start just hosting groups. And then, you know, instead of like individual travelers at the guest house, we'll just have like a group thing because it's it kind of makes more sense from a financial and time aspect. So I have to say, because it's starting, it is a lot of work. 
you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm just waltzing around Mexico doing whatever, because that's not <laughs> the case. but it is a lot of work. But um, I really like it, you know, because I feel like I'm helping people get here. And once they land in San Miguel, they really are loving it. And, you know, it's a positive outcome. Right. So you, since you work with a lot of expats, and I'm assuming that being Mexico, there are a lot of expats who've never left the country. And you can clarify that for me if you, if, if they are people who have left the country before, but people who are moving to Mexico and they are looking for your services, what, I guess, motivates you to continue to do this work um, since it kind of just kind of morphed for you? What helps drive you to continue to do the work and what makes you really happy or, or what makes the work gratifying? Well, um, the first part is what I, what I really love is just seeing the transformation that a lot of people go through. You know, a lot of the clients that I have, they start off with a consultation, you know, relocation strategy session. And you never know where people are coming from. What are their experiences? Why do they want to leave? You know, it, it, it's, it's very uh, different. You know, everyone has a different reason. So what I've learned is, you know, just kind of learning where are people kind of coming from with their, their desire to move to Mexico. And I find it very interesting because a lot of times, you know, they might start off with that typical media mentality that it's not safe or it's dangerous or whatever. So I personally feel like one of the goals that I've always had was to really shine a light on the rich culture in Mexico, the quality of life that we have, the expat experiences that we have here, which are mostly positive. You know, of course, things happen everywhere in the world. So for me, it's one of those things where I love to see the transformation happen, or I love to be able to really show people that we have instant community here. You know, no, you're not just going to be a fish out of water and here's how, and here's what you can connect with instantly. So all of the things that um, I'm able to kind of connect people towards, it just gives me that, you know, instant kind of like, all right, you know, this is, I was a catalyst to someone moving to Mexico and that makes me feel really happy. So that part of my, I say job, I guess, or business, it's just interesting because as a person of color living in central Mexico, you know, moving to San Miguel, when I first got here, I would say there were about 14, maybe 15 Black folks, <laughs> and, you know, we're just growing and growing like more, more and more people are coming either through my services or they saw a video or they heard about it somehow or they joined one of my groups. So that for me is just an amazing experience and feeling it's not really about trying to, you know, count numbers. It's just kind of like I want anyone who's interested in leaving the United States and finding another place to be finding another place to find happiness and peace and quiet. I want anyone who's interested in that to be able to find the resources they need. And that's why I created these different outlets to make the process easier, smoother, and also, you know, understanding like it's not that hard, you know, like you can do it. And there are people here ready to support you. Yes. So tell us 
a little bit more about San Miguel and Mexico and why you chose to even relocate there versus anywhere else in Mexico. Well, I have a kind of a long history with Mexico in general. I started visiting Mexico back in 2005. And in addition to Mexico, like many places in Central and South America and just around the world in general, but I kind of felt that Mexico was a good location to relocate to because of its vicinity to the United States. And I thought, well, you know what? Europe sounds fabulous. Anyone wants to talk about, oh, I live in Europe. I live, you know, here. I live there. But realistically, you know, just picking a place, I thought, well, I have experience with Mexico. So, and, and it's always been positive. And I was able to travel around Mexico and I thought, wow, this country gets such a bad rap. And I've always had like really good experiences. It's affordable. People are friendly and helpful. So why not Mexico? And in the research of, you know, relocating, I spoke to a few friends that I had here in Mexico and they, you know, I, I earnestly asked them because, you know, I had my own experiences, but I was like, okay, this is different because I want to live there. So mm-hmm. what would you as a Mexican person? And I had people say San Miguel. I had others tell me Guadalajara, Mexico City. I was very concerned about the schools and the school situation. I said, where would you bring your, you know, first grader? Like, what would your choice be? So I got a lot of different input from actual locals, you know, from Mexicans. And San Miguel came up a few times, but they weren't too keen on it. But I then remembered my experience in 2005. And I said, you know what, I actually had a good time there. It wasn't the right time for me to move there at that point. So fast forward to 2017, decided to do a research trip and, you know, to San Miguel, also to Mexico City. And I think we went to one other place. And I did a lot of research, like I checked into Lake Chapala. I've never been there, but I did look at that. And I thought, well, it's not quite fitting for our family demographic. You know, I thought we have a six-year-old. I don't want to live somewhere where it feels like the locals and then just retirees. Uh I really want setting. And San Miguel offered and gave me a lot of that in terms of information. I could find videos online of parents talking about schools and different things. And this was, you know, five or six years ago when I started doing my research. So I then also remembered I had a good time in 2005, but it was also very different at that time as well. And when I came in 2017, I thought that the city had grown so much and it just spoke to me. And I went to Mexico City and I felt like a fish out of water. And mm-hmm. I love me and I love the city vibes, but I felt that it would be much harder to integrate with the family, meaning every person in our, you know, household unit would be comfortable just making their way around. Mexico City because it's a huge city. And I thought this stress is going to fall on me with the language and the whatever, you know. So I decided that San Miguel was the best fit. Okay. That makes good sense. So let's talk about your business a little bit more. If I was trying to move to Mexico and I called you up or reached out to you on the website, what information would you think I need to to be able to present to you if I'm having questions about if Mexico is the, the right fit, 
and particularly in San Miguel. Like, tell us just how would you approach a client or, or a potential client who is considering moving to Mexico? That's a great question. There are lots of moving parts. So the first thing, you know, when people aren't sure where they want to be in Mexico, you know, that's usually where we start. I don't have a ton of those kind of clients. I think a lot of the folks who find me want to specifically move to San Miguel for whatever reason they might have researched previously. But I have had clients, I even had a client who didn't even know she wanted to move to Mexico. She was all over the place. She was like, I want to go to Canada. I think I want to go to Australia. And, you know, I remember offering her a refund because I just said, look, I only focus on here. But to answer the question, I think, it, like I said, everyone has a different starting point and different things that they are looking for. So what I usually try to do is ask them, you know, have you done any research? Are you just starting? A lot of the folks who book sessions with me have done a little research already, or they've seen some of my, you know, videos about San Miguel or life in San Miguel de Allende. And it's just kind of, you know, me picking up where they just don't have answers to those specific questions. So with the the consultation, usually I, you know, I just guide them through kind of the more basic things, like, for example, who can help them, you know, finalize their residency. I give them resources for that. What neighborhoods might they be interested in? I'll give them resources to a realtor if they're planning to come for a visit. Sometimes people want to come for just like a a year or six months or one month, and they just want to try it on or they want to study Spanish. So everyone has like a different need. And then there are others who literally have packed a bag. They've never been here and they just come and they're like, you know what, when I get there, I need resources to finalize my residency card. I need someone to help me find uh, an apartment. Here's my budget, you know, so it's kind of like me holding a hand, you know, through the process because I've lived here for four years and I know people that can help. I try to connect them with local experts. And when I say experts, you know, like a driver, someone who really knows about immigration services, a realtor, someone who knows about medical, whatever it is, I try to guide them through all of that. Now, the other level of my business is the guest house with CasaElm.com is we offer relocation tours, which is one week of all of that. So for example, I had one last week in that group tour, you're able to come. Uh, we, we do like a farewell, I mean, a welcome dinner. And then the following day, there's a tour of the city, a tour or guide that will take them through you know, different parts and give them some history. And then on um, Monday, they met with a driver who took them to the different neighborhoods so they can get an understanding of the city, the city layout, you know, along with history about those different neighborhoods. And then we had them meet with expats that are already here with businesses so they can understand that process as well. You know, this allows them the opportunity to ask questions for people who might want to open a business or might want to volunteer, whatever the case might be. It's like you're instantly integrating into the local community. And then on Tuesday, we had them meet with a realtor 
who sat down and, you know, tried to understand, like, what are your needs? Are you looking for a rental or, or do you want to buy a house? Do you want to live in a development? So we're really like fast forwarding through a lot of stuff to help them determine, you know, like, this is what I'm looking for. This particular couple, they were pretty much ready. They're going to be ready in a year to move here. But in this one year time frame, they want to build a house. You know, so the realtor took them out to a few things around whatever didn't quite match what they were looking for. And then finally, they went to an area that they loved. And, you know, they were really considering this space. And then on Wednesday, um, we what did we do Wednesday morning? Oh, immigration specialist came, gave them a whole presentation, what they have to do. How does that work? Blah, 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 to get their residency. And then we had a medical guy come and talk to them about whatever, getting, you know, medical insurance in Mexico. And then in the evening, we went and had a beautiful dinner at a vineyard. Thursday, they went on a group, uh, not a group, on a trip to one of the surrounding cities. And they were able to, you know, just kind of see somewhere different to have something to compare it to. And on Friday, they were so excited about San Miguel, they ended up buying property. They bought wow. Yeah. You know, they were like, thank you so much. This just saved us so much time and so much effort trying to dig for all of this information. And then on Friday evening, we had a farewell dinner. They went back to Cali and, you know, they'll be coming back. They're going to be building within the next year. So it's like, you know, this is more intense. And I feel like this is for people who are really ready to make the move, you know, Mm -hmm. or ready to commit to being here. You know, I, I feel that even with the group I had in January, those ladies, they loved it, but they were kind of not sure. So they then also went to Puerto Vallarta and then two of them are coming back this summer. They were like, no, we love San Miguel and we really like it there. So I feel like it gives you a very well-rounded experience about life in San Miguel because you're instantly connecting to the things you need, but then you're also connecting to people you can be friends with, you can ask questions of or whatever. And I think it's harder to do that when you're just a single solo traveler. You know, you get your little Airbnb or your little hotel room. It's, you know, trying to get your foot in the door. Sometimes it might take a little bit longer. Right. Well, that's an amazing service. And I'm glad that you have the opportunity to really take the services that you knew people needed and put them into like one package so that people have a whole experience. So I normally ask people about what fears they may have had around a business or launching, but I kind of, I know you or I have talked to you several times and I know that, you know, This has been something you've been working on for a while. And and then some aspects of your business have kind of like just morphed and become something out of great ideas. So when you're talking to individuals who are moving to Mexico, specifically in San Miguel area, what or do they ever even have fears about moving to a foreign country, starting over? Because that can be very daunting, especially if you don't know. And you're in the business of kind of really helping them gather themselves and answer the questions that they don't have answers to. So do how do you deal with those people who have fears? And if they do have fears, what are they 
centered around? Well, I would say for the people who do have fears, mostly they're centered around finances. And, you know, if they're not receiving some kind of, you know, steady check or a steady retirement or they're not retirement age, that's definitely a real concern. I, my services do not include helping you find a job or, you know, <laughs> helping you figure out how to make money in Mexico. That's not what I do. You know, I mostly am working with people that have that figured out in their life or they already are online, you know, digital nomads or they're retiring or about to retire. So as far as like guiding them through that, I don't offer that specific part of a service in my business. You know, it's more about like, okay, if you are in a position, whatever, then I can help you. But that's a very real concern. You know, there there have been a few of my clients that have come here and they're still trying to figure it out, you know, and it's daunting. You know, I, I don't recommend not already having something in place. Um, you know, I have some friends that, you know, were able to find online jobs or re- able to, you know, pick up a couple extra um you know, things here and there that then balance it all out. But it is a concern. You know, it's a very real concern. So my recommendation is, you know, if and when you're in the United States, that it's best for you to it's best for you to sort that through before you come here. You know, and again, some people, you know, have different stories and different things. I'm not that person. I'm a planner. So I need to be able to say, yes, okay, this is how, you know, things are going to work for me, you know, and if, you know, everyone's different. And that's all I can say is definitely work that out. That's a real, uh, that's a real uh, concern that a lot of people have, you know, people ask me questions like, oh, how did you move to Mexico? And I just think everyone's story is very different. And I don't, I don't, you can't move to Mexico based on my story. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't move right. to Mexico on your story. So I think it's just best to have that kind of sorted. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, people have their own particular fears. And if their fear is really about money and being able to for the life that they're going to have in Mexico, then they probably still need to reevaluate some things. Because you definitely aren't going to be able to help them with that. Since that's not your service, yes, it's, that would be daunting if I wanted to move abroad and I just haven't figured out what am I going to do to support myself? Because, you know, when you think about moving to Mexico, it where most parts of Mexico, the economics are not, it's, it's going to be much lower than right, what right. you would be able to afford in the United States. And right. so it's, it's something for people to think about as far as like, how can they save? But if you don't have anything to start with, that's kind of, that is very daunting. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but I am glad that you do have the service. You have the guest house, you have your consulting. So I normally end the show by leaving my listeners with three nuggets. What would you like to impart upon the listeners about your services and or about relocating anywhere? The first nugget I would say is is for sure follow your instincts, your heart. And this is all one answer for nugget number one is follow your heart, follow your instincts and don't let 
you know, others try to, you know, dissuade you from doing whatever it is that you might have desired to do. You know, I encounter a lot of females, mostly African-American females who just, you know, got to a breaking point and they're like, I just want to get out of here. Right. I want to I want to move. I've done enough for everyone else. I, I really think that you cannot let someone else tell you what your views and your visions are, you know, and I think a lot of us that move here, we're just a little quirky, you know, and that's okay. <laughs> we want to be somewhere different and um, we're willing to, to go down that lane without a lot of approval and validation. So there's definitely a community out here that will support, support you. And when I say out here, I'm meaning there's expats all over the world and you just have to reach out and look for that. Nugget two is definitely have a plan. You know, I don't think everyone can survive off of a backpack situation and I'm just going to go with $100 in my pocket. That's cool. You know, like if you have that personality that you can just surf around the world with a backpack, good on you. But, you know, don't watch a video or two of someone doing this and think that that's you. Because if you've never left your state, <laughs> or you've never traveled in the, even the U.S. or outside of the U.S., it's tough, especially if you don't know the language. It's not, you know, it can be, it can be lonely, actually. I think finding a place or spaces where you can um, connect with community that makes you feel that you're, not to say home, but you're accepted and you're a part of that, then I would for sure, like, go for it. You know, definitely have a plan. And three, I say, once you get there, be open to the experience. Don't compare it to the United States. Just don't like, you know, you're going to be disappointed if you're trying to make those comparisons like, oh, in the United States, this is how this happens. And this is how, no, honestly, when people are in other countries, nobody cares about what you think about the United States and what happens over there. It's a matter of fact, it's a bit offensive. I think what you have to realize is you're in a new place, learn that culture a little bit better, be gracious, walk on eggshells, walk with grace, and also be open to all experiences, whether they're positive and negative, because most of the time they're positive and they're learning. So you just have to kind of, you know, come with that, like that openness for transition, you know, because there's that new thing where, of course, you're going to run into things that are frustrating because it's very different. I run into it still. I've been here for four years and I'm just like, why, you know, is it so slow for me to go to the bank? Why do I have to stand in this line to pay my rent? And I don't have to. It's just kind of one of those things where I'm still learning. How do I do this online and how do I get this set up? Because it's not as what I'm used to. I'm not, you know, I'm used to being able to deposit a check into my account through my phone, through an app. Well, it doesn't work like that here, you know? So it's one of those things where you just kind of, you know, walk with grace, don't compare too much and be open to whatever's in front of you. And even when things are frustrating, still count the qualities that you've inherited in terms of your new situation. And if it doesn't work for you, be willing to move to another place. So those are my three nuggets. Yes, thank you for those, because I think those are extremely important, especially when you're moving to a foreign country. You can't really have expectations and you darn sure can't have the same expectations that you have from America moving somewhere else because the whole world is different. And the notion of this being a third world country or Mexico being a third world country, 
please remove that because it's not about um, the perception you think that the world has put on a place. It's really about going and finding out what your soul, what speaks to your soul and what you love. And so, yeah, I, I'm so glad that you shared <laughs> those nuggets because I think a lot of times foreigners show up with expectations, especially Americans, um, and these preconceived notions that they have and how they want things done and the expectations of time, because in other countries, time is not as important as relationship and having conversations and sitting down and just being, you know, it's it's extremely hard for Americans to just be. So thank you for sharing those. I want to leave my listeners with some information about how they can contact you. So please tell them where they can contact you, maybe even when your next tour is going to be. Sure. Okay. So the best place to find info about us as a whole is going to be at Casa Elm, that's C-A-S-A-E-L-M.com. And if you go on the events page, there you'll see all of the relocation tours that we have scheduled for the rest of this year. We have one, we just finished one in um, for May and we have another one in June, but that's been sold out. Um, we have one that's at the end of July going into August. And I believe there are two spaces left with that. And these are smaller groups. So we're talking like seven people or less in our group. And you, you know, it includes everything. It includes all the things I listed earlier. It includes um, the accommodation and, you know, just all the know-how. And then, you know, I'm also with afroexpats.com, which is going to be soon rebranded to expatlifemexico.com. And that's just because my audience is growing and, you know, we're catering to anyone who's interested in moving here. You know, I feel that it's only fair that I share my experiences with everyone, even though I love taking all of my brown and black folks of color under my wings. I'm like mama hen to them. But at the same time, you know, I realize too, I have a lot of clients that are interested in the same services and they reach out to me and I think they feel a little bit like, oh, you know, you know, they always start the sentence with, you're, I know we're not your demographic. So I feel kind of poorly about that. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 you are. I mean, when I started this, it was just for people to see life from my lens. It wasn't to be exclusive. So in saying that, Right now, there's still AfroExpats.com, and it's May 2022. June 2022, we'll be transitioning that into Expat Life Mexico. So the best place to go to find out about everything is Casa Elm, and then it will be Expat Life Mexico, and also on my channel, which is the same name. So you'll find us there, and you know we are happy to provide anyone with either a session on how to move to Mexico or provide them with, you know, hands-on information. You come here, we give you a full week of all of our attention and, you know, experiences that we can share. And it truly is like, it's a lot of work, but it's my pleasure. I really, truly enjoy it a lot. I love meeting new people and I love seeing the transformation. Well, thank you again for speaking with me today. It has truly been my pleasure, Michelle. Thank you. I'm your host, Cha Jones, and if you like this show, please subscribe, share, and donate to help keep it going. And until next time, remember, always to find time to live and express your own freedom.
Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Life's a Vacay podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Every day you have a choice. So choose yourself and never allow your circumstances to dictate the life you live. Whatever you don't like, you can change. Remember, nothing happens overnight, but know that when you set goals and take inspired action, whatever you desire can come in perfect timing. Never give up on creating the life you deserve. Don't anticipate your next vacation when you could be living a whole life on vacation. Until next time, I'm your host, Cha Jones. Please remember to like and share this podcast so that others can be inspired. Peace.